0: Hello and welcome to the African Tech Roundup. This is episode 33 for the week ending Monday, November 30th. And you know how we do here on the show. We round up the week's most important tech, digital and innovation news from across the African continent my name is Andy Lemasu and I usually host the show with my good friend Defu Mohapi but alas today I'm solo. I'm solo. I'm solo. I'm solo. Solo. yep that's right the man has some fatherly responsibilities to attend to some important year-end functions at his children's schools and we could never deny those adorable little private schoolies now could we but not to worry folks your boys got your back even though we'll dispense with our regular discussion feature for this week and the show will be shorter than usual it'll Be a great one, so stick around. And of course, if you're joining us for the first time, you simply must head straight to africantechroundup.com to catch up on what you've been missing. And do yourself a favor while you're there by signing up for our weekly newsletter to get the podcast sent straight to your inbox every Monday morning. And if you're into fun behind-the-scenes stuff and daily news bites as well as candid commentary, do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle on both platforms is at African Roundup. And of course, we're on Facebook. Who isn't? Check us out at facebook.com slash African Tick Roundup. Now, this week's African Tech Roundup is brought to you by Tribeca Supplies, a Joburg-based creative merchandise supplies business that works closely with discerning brand teams, event companies, agencies, and individuals looking to make an impact through branded product. Their creative gifting ideas keep up with trends and evolving consumer behavior to deliver solutions that are aligned to your brand essence and amplify the consumer experience. And so, as promised, we're giving away an incredible festive hamper, which includes a speaker bag, a power bank selfie stick set, a multi-purpose power bank torch, and an erasable hub writing pad. Now, lots of people have been begging me for this, but I'm sorry, folks. It only goes to one lucky winner. Now, we asked two simple questions based on last week's show to followers of our Twitter account, and asked that the answers be sent to hello at africantechroundup.com. Now, the first question was, how many hours can you watch YouTube videos offline by using the new feature they recently rolled out? The one we covered last week. And the second question was, what percentage stake does Congolese Wireless Network CWN own in Vodacom DRC. Both answers were contained in last week's episode, and the answers, of course, were 48 hours and 49%, respectively. Big congratulations to our lucky winner. Sydney Ochieng from Nairobi, Kenya, who goes by at Sid on Twitter. Well done for getting those questions right. Uh, you can look forward to a gadget-filled festo season courtesy of Tribeca Supplies. In this week's listener comment segment, I'll be sharing an interesting snippet from Joe Crawshaw's keynote address made at the annual Roundup 2015 that Defoe and I hosted last week. And by the way, thank you to all of you who came out to join the conversations and to the incredible panelists and speakers who are so generous with their time and their insights, more on that later. Uh, Joe Croshaw is the Head of Growth and Communication at Opera Africa. And now here she is talking about how her company plans to help bring the next billion people online, mostly in developing markets of course, uh, as well as lower the cost of access to the internet via offerings they have like Opera
1: Max. There's going to be at least one billion people coming online over the next few years and uh, a huge chunk of those are going to be from Africa. We come across a lot of trends, a lot of, a lot of interesting data um, and a lot of challenges as well and and I'd like to share some of those with you today. So, Opera, we're, um, we're 20 years old this year. Happy birthday, us. Over those 20 years, we've worked on different ways of bringing people online. We were founded on the premise and, and, and of the dream of access as a universal right. Access to the Internet should be a universal human right. And uh, 20 years ago, uh, that was that was quite out there as a concept. Um, but these hippies in Norway were like, no, we're going to do it. I think not just with us, but with our partners, we're getting there. The browsers are generally where people know us from. So people, are, we know Opera Mini. We also have a desktop browser, which is fantastic. Do try it out. The nice thing about Opera Mini and, and our other handsets is that we are available for over 3,000 handsets now. So pretty much whatever you've got in your pocket, you can have Opera Mini on or Opera for Android or Opera Coast uh, if you have an iPhone. Separate to that, we, we work in the games and app space. So um, the Opera, Opera Mobile Store is actually the third largest store now after Apple and uh, Google Play and we're, we're bringing new new, uh, new apps onto that every day. And finally, we've got the performance and, uh, and privacy apps, which is a really important area for us at the moment. Um, so performance, we have a fantastic application called Opera Max. It takes the same compression technology that we have on Opera Mini, but rather than it being a browser, it's actually an application that sits on your phone and it compresses everything that goes through your phone. So that's all applications. Currently in, in, this is all of Africa, Instagram current savings about 67%, Chrome 41% and YouTube about 40%. And uh, this makes a big difference. It really does extend your data plan hugely. Beyond it being just a compression app, it's also a data management tool available for Android. And uh, you can see exactly what's going on on your phone. You can turn off background workings that are eating up all your data without you even knowing. You can also turn things on only for Wi-Fi or just, you know, when you're on a certain speed of network. It's uh, it's cool. Now, you
0: can look forward to hearing Joe's talk in its entirety in the coming weeks, as well as all the other keynotes from the annual Roundup 2015, as well as all the conversations we had. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing don't forget if you'd like to be part of the show by having us include your audio comment on any of the topics we've covered on the show you know what to do email us using hello at africantechroundup.com or just leave us a note on our website and our team will be on it like white on rice and so now with no further ado On to this week's news. First up, two mobile money providers in Kenya are suing Safaricom for suspending their services. Now, they're alleging shocking intimidation on Safaricom's part. Now, this sounds awfully similar to the MTN case in Uganda we reported on last week, where a judge there ruled that MTN was guilty of, quote, malicious, anti-competitive behavior. Now, it's been reported that uh, Safaricom served a company called Lipasha, an ultimatum to stop providing services to BitPesa another company, uh, and also its largest client. It's also alleged that uh, Safaricom suspended its services through a text message get that i suppose that's classic for a telco if it's true (laughs) they were demanding for lipasha to produce a license from the central bank accusing the company of trading in bitcoin and therefore needing a license and i guess that was the reason why they justified the cutoff now look this this all sounds pretty messy and unfortunate but thankfully the nation's high court has declared the matter urgent so let's see what happens if you have any information you can share with us that will shed even more light on this case please do send it through. Well, next, uh, Nasper's and Tencent-owned mobile, social, and instant messaging platform WeChat has been making some smart moves in the South African market lately. No doubt have their sights on denting the global dominance of their biggest rival, WhatsApp, by creating an ecosystem you'd never want to leave, and not just use for instant messaging and voice calling and things like that, but for a whole range of applications that make, you know, that add value to your life. And so the latest innovation they've announced is something called WeChat Wallet. This innovation allows users to pay digitally for goods and services without the need for cash or a credit card sounds pretty convenient to me they're partnering with standard bank on this uh, as an add-on to a collaborative effort we reported on in september which allows standard bank clients to access client services assistance on wechat in real time now this further innovation will now allow standard bank clients to save up to three visa or mastercard verified debit or credit cards on their platform and for users who don't want to save their details online, they'll be able to top up their accounts as and when with a balance in order to pay for goods and services. And that's not all. WeChat's also partnering with global payment services giant, the Western Union company, to enable WeChat users in the United States to send money cross-border to something like 200 countries and territories via the company's WooConnect platform. I'm just curious to see what WhatsApp's going to do next, um, because... They've so far stayed away from partnerships like the ones WeChat is currently pursuing, so it should be interesting to see what they do next. Now, staying with NASPERS-related news, I know we talk about NASPERS a lot on this show, but it's really just because at a net worth of something like $65 billion, they are Africa's largest media company. And so anyway, the word is they're planning to expand their new video streaming service, Showmax, to North America, Europe, and Asia, all in the hopes of attracting something like 15 million subscribers outside of Africa, and they're hoping to do this in part by leveraging a deal they have with Samsung to include their service in Samsung smart TVs. Pretty smart move, I'd say. Now, Netflix will obviously be watching any such developments very closely. Of course, globally, they still lead by miles in terms of subscribers with something like 60 million subscribers worldwide. But uh, Nasperis is betting that the estimated 30 million people in the African diaspora worldwide will happily pay a premium for African content that people like Netflix tend to overlook um, and and so do other services like Hulu I don't know. Do you think they're right? Um, If you're an African living in the diaspora, we'd want to know if you ditch your Netflix subscription to sign up with Showmax, particularly if the service costs you more. So tell us what you think on Twitter at African Roundup or leave a comment on our website africantechroundup.com To South Africa now, where Vodacom is in discussions with Neotel and its shareholders to, quote, explore a revised transaction structure for its pending deal to buy out Neotel. Now, Vodacom has been pushing for this deal to happen since May 2014, and this deal has so far won the conditional approval of the competition commission as well as a nod from the independent communications authority of south africa (ICASA). but rival telcos like telcom mtn and salsee maintain that the deal is uncompetitive especially in terms of spectrum allocation we kind of smell a fish here because near is yet to shed light on its discussions with vodacom and on what the so-called revised transaction structure might look like. And remember, we've reported on all sorts of allegations of corruption and financial mismanagement at the highest levels within Neotel that are yet to be put to rest. I mean, just last week, Neotel's chief financial officer, Stephen Wiley, resigned following being suspended from the company in July, along with Neotel CEO, Sunil Joshi who was also suspended over allegations of bribery related to a large contract with with Transnet. So can we really trust that this deal is above board? I don't know. I, I guess it'll help to know the details. As soon as we have them, we'll share them with you. And now we head to Nigeria for our final story, where online retail company Udala made history last week by delivering a Nokia Lumia smartphone ordered by a certain Yetunde Lawal via a drone. Now, it's reported that a staff member of Udala was on hand to process the invoice for the order and hand over the firm to a very excited Yetunde who chose the payment on delivery option. Now, this is what I don't get. I mean, if you're going to use a drone, isn't the point to cut out having to have a staff member on site to actually collect payment? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. It is something that Chinadu brought up when he visited us. Chinadu, of course, being the, the former CEO of of uh, jovago.com a lot of payments for for stuff that's bought online in nigeria is still made on delivery in which case you kind of need someone present for that you know to receive the payment how how would you do it using a drone and clearly he, he's right because uh, udala somehow needed to have a staff member If I'm missing a a trick here, please uh, set me straight. Um, But it sounds like Udala needed to have someone present in order to receive payment from Utunde, in which case, why use a drone? Basically just don't see how viable drone delivery is in a country like Nigeria or even South Africa for that matter. I mean, those things will be shut down left, right and center if this thing becomes, you know, a thing. And all sorts of security issues uh, will become a problem, I guarantee it. Uh, Never mind the fact that We've also discussed on the show that Nigeria's e-commerce industry is yet to master the basics of order fulfillment, never mind using drones. In the meantime, I'm saying well done, Udala, but I'm calling gimmick on this one. Once again, this week's African Tech Roundup is brought to you by Tribeca Supplies, a Joburg-based creative merchandise supplies business that works closely with discerning brand teams, event companies, agencies, and individuals looking to make an impact through branded product. A big thank you to Tribeca Supplies for helping us put a smile on the face of one of our favorite Twitter followers – Sydney O'Chieng, by helping us give away an incredible hamper which includes a speaker bag a power bank selfie stick set a multi-purpose power bank torch and an erasable hub writing pad which i promise you Sydney, will not be coming to you via drone and folks as i said at the top of the show it's a really short one this week i miss my homie therefore but he had to do what he had to do with his family can't hate on that. Definitely, we'll be back next week for our final full show of the season. Certainly, our last full show uh, of 2015. But do not despair. We'll be dropping cool content from the annual Roundup 2015 throughout the holidays to keep you occupied till early January 2016. But more on that next week. Till next time, though, it's goodbye from
1: me, Andy Lemasugu. Have a smashing week, folks.